Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, who you have from God, and you are not your own? For you were bought at a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Matthew twenty-one fourteen through 16 The blind and the lame came to him at the temple, and he held healed them. But when the chief priest and the teachers of the law saw the wonderful things he did and the children shouting in the temple area, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant. Do you hear what these children are saying? They asked him, yes, replied Jesus, you have you never read from the lips of children and infants you have ordained Praise. Good morning. While I set up for just a second, I just want to let you know that I grew up, there was no adventures when I was growing up, but I grew up attending Pathfinders for years and years. And somebody once asked me, how did you become a preacher? Where did you get comfortable up front? I said, well, Pathfinders, we went to all the small churches in the area and I was always speaking, so you never know. Someday, you have a preacher sitting right here who will come back and minister for you. You just never know, do you? Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts gathered here this morning be acceptable in your sight. O Lord God, our Redeemer. Amen. This morning, for our imagining the word, we need a temple. And so this morning, I am going to build a temple to help us understand the word. So if we have a temple, we probably need a few pillars, right? Doesn't that seem right for a temple to have a few pillars? But we can't just have pillars. I like arches. Do you like arches? Now we have some arches, but this looks a little wibbly-wobbly. We better make it more secure by putting on the solid blocks across the top. Does that sound like a good idea? Is that how you build? Yeah. Make it nice and solid? Good. Now that we've made it a little bit more stable, let's add a little bit character to the top. Do you think a few more arches? I also think it might be nice to have a door. Do you, do you like doors on your temple? Good, me too. And just to finish it up, let's put some stairs. How's that? Okay, there's our temple. That will help us to remember what we are talking about this morning. Today we are going to look at two passages, two texts, that in the Bible that talk about the temple. The first one is found in Matthew chapter 21, verses 14 to 16, which the adventures just read for you. But let me set this passage up a little bit. 
Just before this text, Jesus enters Jerusalem on a donkey. And all the people are worshiping him as king and saying, Hosanna in the highest! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. I want you to do that with me. Let's get a sense of the fullness of the praise. So I'm going to say, Hosanna in the highest, and I want you all to respond, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. You got that? All right. Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Excellent. Now listen to what happens once Jesus arrives in Jerusalem. I am going to be reading it from the message translation, and if you would like to follow along, that translation is found in the pastor's notes in your bulletin. Matthew 21. Jesus went straight to the temple and threw out everyone who had set up shop, buying and selling. He kicked over the tables of loan sharks and the stalls of dove merchants. He quoted this text. My house was designated as a house of prayer. You have made it a hangout for thieves. Now there was room for the blind and the crippled to get in. And they came to Jesus, and he healed them. And when the religious leaders saw the outrageous things he was doing and heard all the children running and shouting in the temple, Hosanna to David's son, they were up in arms and took him to task. Do you hear what these children are saying? Jesus said, yes, I hear them. And haven't you read in God's word? From the mouth of children and babies, I'll furnish a place of praise. I wonder how loud it was at the temple when Jesus walked in. It must have been crazy. People arguing over the price of a dove and birds squawking and animals in cages making all sorts of noises trying to get out. But I say let's not just imagine the sound. Let's experience it. Choose an animal in your mind. Is it a lamb, a dove, maybe a bull? And on the count of three, we will all together make noise. And when I make this sound, that means cut the sound, okay? You got it, kids? When I make this, that means we're going to stop making noise. Are you ready? Do you have an animal in your mind? Yes. Okay. One, two, three. Excellent. Wow, you guys are great. Now, how can anybody come close to God in the temple or in a church? with all of that racket. No, no wonder Jesus was upset when he walked in. He had come to worship God and ended up in the middle of a street market. There was nothing wrong with the market. It's just that they don't belong in church. And I love what happens next. 
Did you hear it? After Jesus chased the merchants away and pushed out the market, there was room. Room for the blind, room for the crippled, and especially room for the children. Now the weak who would have had a hard time getting through all that racket and that a market could get into worship. Jesus made it possible for worship and praise to happen in the temple. And he especially made it possible for the children. Kids, I want you to make sure you hear this. Jesus made room for children to enter into the temple, which was their church during that time. And these children were running and shouting praises to God. So when the leaders complained about the noisy children Jesus defended, that means that he stood up for them, children. And he said, children and babies will furnish. And that means just fill up the house of God with praise. I love that Jesus made room for everyone to worship and to come close to God, even children. And after the resurrection, when Jesus returned to heaven, he didn't leave us alone. He sent the Holy Spirit so that we can still draw close to God and worship God. Our next text today about the temple is found in 1 Corinthians 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 and 20. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, very good, within you, which you have from God, and that you are not your own? For you were bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God with your body. Now, this text says that our bodies are the temples, too. Do you see this right here? This is an outline of one of the adventurer's bodies. And our bodies are temples, too. And so, we want to review what we learned about the first temple. We learned two things about the first temple. Do you remember what we just learned? One, the temple is for coming close to God, right? And second, for worshiping God. Jesus cleaned the temple of all the things that would get in the way of us coming close to God and worshiping God. So if all of our bodies here today in this church, for the children and the adults and the sick and the well, are temples, if we are all temples for the Holy Spirit, then that is a way for us in our bodies to come close to God and worship. We need to follow Jesus' example and make sure that there is nothing in our lives, in our bodies, that keep us from coming close to God and worshiping. Adventurers, you have talked about your body as a temple in your meetings. I was there. And one of the first things that you learned is that you need good food to eat, right? 
you had all that food out on the table and you had to sort it out and which is good and which is which food group. You did a great job. What we eat affects our bodies and the way our minds function. And this reminds me of a Bible story. I wonder if you can guess it. This story is about some boys who lived a long time ago, and something very sad happened to them. They were taken by, from their homes by a king from a land far away. And these boys were the smartest in their own land. And the king of that faraway land, that new land called Babylon, wanted to have all the smart thinkers near him. Do you know who we're talking about? The names that we know these characters, these boys by best are Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, can you help me out? And Abednego. Very good. Their families taught them that the best way to care for their bodies was to drink water and to eat plants. That means fruits, vegetables, and grains. And when they arrived in Babylon, the king gave them lots of meat, wine, and sweets. Now, do you have a sweet tooth? Do you like to eat lots of sweets? Yep. I bet they might have, but you know what? Daniel and his friends knew that this was not the best food for them. And they asked for water, fruit, veggies, and grains. And the prince who was in charge of caring for all of the boys who were, who were smart and were in school was afraid. He says, what if these four boys do not... Do well. What if they don't do well in their tests? What if they start to look all small and puny? Oh, I will be in big trouble. Well, Daniel and his friends said, just test us. Just 10 days. Can you do that? Just give us 10 days. So he did. And they said, if we don't do well, we will eat the king's food. So what happened in the end? Were they um, puny and weak? And did their brains stop working? No. They were smarter and healthier than all the rest of the boys in the group because they knew what they put into their bodies would affect how their minds worked. And they worshiped God by caring for their bodies and doing the best they could with their mind. This morning I have a picture of some good food. We want to remember that we want to put good food in our bodies. And that is a way of helping our body and our minds, our temple, worship God. And we want to put that right in our stomach, don't we? In our story, they also, the boys also did something besides just drink, excuse me, eat good food. They also what? They drank water, didn't they? They didn't drink the, the rich drinks and the wine. They drank water. And so we want to remember that water is, is good for our bodies, too. And you learned about that when you were studying this. Adventurers, what else did you do when you were talking about your body as the temple? You did something when you went outside. You ran, and I bet we would all be hard-pressed, except for those we saw in the marathon picture, to run. Do you know what? The boys and girls ran a mile. Are you ready to go run a mile? Ah, spring's resolution. Okay, so we're going to put some tennis shoes right down by the feet 
Because we want to remember to exercise. Because that is good for our body, too. I don't know about you, but when I exercise, I feel better. And when I feel better, I feel like worshiping and praising God more. It's easier to get up and thank God for the day. There is also something else that is um, good for our mind. And that's taking in the Word of God, the Bible. The Bible is good for our minds. We need some alone time. And in KID, we call it tag time. Time alone with God. Also, we need family worship. It's all about families, and families make a difference. That's the theme for tonight. And the Bible, studying the Bible together, can make a difference for families. And so, I have a picture of the Bible, and that we want to put the Bible in our minds. That's another way to take care of our temple. Now, as we finish our list of ways to care for our temple, I want to tell you a story called The Dog, The Doll, excuse me, not The Dog, The Doll and the Snake. Tom was cold. Tom sat with his arms hugging his body outside the house. Tom was very cross. He mumbled, my sister has been annoying me again. And I shouted at her. And I threw her doll out the window. My dad told me to go out and get it. And not to be so silly. Well, I stamped outside the door. Why should I get her stupid doll, Tom said. I don't care. If it gets wet in the rain, it didn't matter to Tom. The porch over the front door was just big enough to keep Tom dry, and he just sat there, fuming. Tom didn't want to go back indoors again, but he started shivering because it was cold, and he only had a little T-shirt on. Then the front door opened just a crack, and his sister peeped through it and looked at him. Tom pretended not to see her. I'm sorry, Tom, she said. I didn't mean to annoy you. And suddenly, Tom felt better. And he looked up. Come back in, Tom, she said, and I'll lend you my toy snake, if you like. Tom jumped down off the step and ran into the garden. There under the tree was her doll, Tom picked it up, and it cried. It was one of those dolls. Tom ran back through the front door, and his sister, and gave his sister the doll back, and she gave it a hug. And then she pulled Tom through the door into the living room and put her toy snake into his hands. Tom said, I'm sorry, too. Is your doll okay? And his sister said, Oh, she doesn't mind getting wet. I gave her a bath yesterday. And suddenly, Tom felt much better. He felt happy again and warm. And then they played a good game of doll and snake. And the snake was magic, and it could bring the doll anything that it wanted. And you know what the doll wanted? 
a big brother to play with. And so Tom pretended to be the doll's big brother. You know, Tom thinks that his sister has some strange games, but that's okay. I think this story teaches us one of the most important ways to care for our bodies. And that is to forgive one another. Near the end of the story, Tom said he felt much better after they forgave each other. The symbol I have for forgiveness this morning is praying hands. Prayer, talking with God, helps us to forgive, even when it is very hard. So let's remember to have prayer in our hearts and to forgive one another. Sometimes we don't just lose it all, do we? Sometimes the loss we suffer is greater. It could be the loss of a loved one at the hand of another, or angry words that have separate us from each other for years, or misunderstandings that tear families apart. But forgiveness, forgiveness helps us grow closer to God and rejoice in worship. Today, we have only begun to explore the many ways we can care for our bodies, which are the temple for the Holy Spirit. So this week and for the weeks to come, I invite and challenge you, individually and in your families, to think of more ways that you can care for your whole body so that you can come closer and closer to God and worship God freely with your whole self. And now, may the grace of God be with you as you grow in worship and as you grow closer to God. May your bodies be a temple that glorifies him. In your holy name we ask these things. Amen.